Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome oh, to Pokemon God. Go Stream. Just oh, kidding. Pokemon Go Stream. <laughs> yeah. Where you get to watch us sit around and chase Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Hooray! <laughs> right. Yeah. This is Dice Camera Action, a D&D stream of That's gothic right. horror. Oh, yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, recap from that. Oh, and uh, Nathan's not joining us today because he's got uh, another engagement. He's off fighting crime. And so... Uh, we've got a, a bit of a light crew today. We'll see if that affects things in any way, shape, or form. For the so, better. <laughs> last week, as you recall, uh, Evelyn had a a lunar moment. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? Just <laughs> a lunar affliction. A lunar affliction. Yeah. Uh, her lycanthropy her, uh, like got the better of her. Fortunately, she was tied to a tree. And uh, and the um, consequence of that is uh, she uh, was okay. She weathered the storm, as it were, uh, but she did freak out the other members of the party. A little bit. A little bit. And uh, but uh, they all woke up. Uh, they all made their way. Or sorry, Evelyn smelled and could hear things that uh, led them to the Wizard of Wines winery, and they met the uh, members of the Martikoff family hiding out in the nearby woods outside the winery building, uh, because druids and plant beasts had basically driven them out. And as the party made their way to the winery, the uh, uh, I think it was Strix, if I recall, uh, was the one who noticed and saw plant creatures coming out of the vineyard toward them. And so you guys retreated into the winery, uh, specifically to the loading dock, where you saw there was this wagon loaded with big wine barrels and a crane with ropes hanging from it. DF scuttled up the ropes and saw this freaky, nasty, soiled druid. looked human, except he had antlers growing from his head. And he had this gnarly, wretched uh, black staff that was uh, made from the branch of some sort of tree, and the smoke was rising from the top of it. Anyway, the party was able to kill this druid fairly expeditiously, and his staff tumbled from his grip down over the wagon and landed at Strix's feet. Oh, yeah! So, Strix, you see this uh, twisted branch um lie before you it looks clearly like a staff and it is just sort of smoking away it gives off this oily black smoke yeah maybe don't yeah. touch that i am not going to touch it <laughs> hold my hands up first be like nope no it's <laughs> bad when things are smoking yeah. yeah but i will try and uh figure out 
what it is and doing okay. our can of our can of business on that. Okay. I don't have identify because who needs to identify things when you live like I do? It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna give a guess to see what this is. Sixteen. Uh, Sixteen. You think if you were to spend a bit of time with this, say like a short rest or uh, cast an identify spell on it, you'd be able to figure out what it can do. And uh, the only thing you're able to ascertain right off the bat that it is a magical item. Uh, you're also able to, it makes you slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> Great. Everything does. Yeah. yeah, everything makes her slightly uncomfortable. I don't know that that's unique. Yeah, you're you don't think it's harmful to touch or anything, but there's okay. just something about it that's uneasy. All right, as long as it's not harmful to touch, I'll pick it up and just kind of throw it in my little. Okay. Like, uh, when uh, when you pick it up, you die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can you, the wood is spongy. Uh, like oh, you can actually gross. sort of squeeze. You and uh, 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 it it feels almost moist. Uh, but um, other than that, it's it still continues to smolder and smoke away. All right. I'm kind of grossed out by the fact that it's moist because that's just nasty. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Evelyn, touch it. Does it feel moist to you? I poke it. Yeah, you sort of like flutter, down your, flutter down on your winged boots and poke it gender, gingerly. Uh, and yeah. then I like wipe my finger really like on some grass. Like, Yeah, it just feels like dead spongy wood. Nasty. All right. I'd well, not to carry that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll carry it. Okay. Well, if I can't ascertain anything as of now, when we get a chance, I'll take a take a breather and kind of figure out what this. Okay. Is. Uh, are the are are um, Diaf and Evelyn willing to just sort of chill uh, while Strix does this? Well, yeah, you take does, a rest. You just rest yourself. Well, she does that. Uh, I'll actually like kind of get off the rope onto the side of the upper platform and get up to the uh, the slain body of the druid that we okay took care of. And really, yes, like, any ascertain any kind of clues or anything I can get from him. Uh, when you inspect him more closely, um, and uh, Evelyn and Strix, you can hear DF walking around on the creaky floor over your head. Yeah, I'm sneaking. Uh, on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Kenny Sneak. You hear nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Other than the fact that, yeah, this guy's got what appear to be horns growing out of his head. Uh, he does look human. He's old, um, uh, wretched, and uh, looks like he has never bathed in his life. So he's just absolutely covered with peat and soil and dirt. And he's got roots in his pocket. And some of them look like they've been partially gnawed on. Uh, but other than that... Uh, he looks clearly dead and is not carrying anything of value, but I would like you to make a perception check. All right. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, 21. Your um, powers of observation uh, suggest that in one corner of one wall behind the druid's corpse is a secret door. It's closed, but you're able to perceive it. Of course I did. All right. So otherwise, on this slain person, it looks like he is probably a human at some point, but maybe corrupted or twisted by whatever. Magic. Yeah, corrupted by corrupted by some sort of nature or a bomb, uh, some sort of horrid, uh, unnatural magic. Oh man, Strix! If you're going to use that staff, I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I always know what I'm doing. Have you met Mister Shambleface yet? 
<laughs> Where is Paulton right now? Paulton <laughs> kicked him away from me. Yeah. I think it all it goes without saying that uh, for purposes of this episode, Paulton's going to be kind of a silent follow you around kind of guy, at least sure. until he figures out where the wine is, and then he'll probably just sort of disappear from the scene. So I'm just assuming that he uh, like maybe just saw this, did an about face, and went looking for something. <laughs> he just walked away. Yeah. He does not, he does not deal with the trigger puppet. He'll just be a passive. Yeah, as soon as he sees the trigger puppet, he's out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I just like put him back into my robes. Yeah. He might like put some, he might have like a little wooden spigot that he can screw into one of the wine barrels and he can just sort of park himself underneath it. And <laughs> <laughs> drown his sorrows. No more puppets. Don't worry, Mr. Shambleface. He still loves you. All right. Uh, so with this discovery, um, I'll return to my comrades and let them know about there's a secret door up above behind that druid. I don't know where it would lead to, but it'll probably get us closer to, or at least give us some kind of uh, tactical advantage against whatever is in here. Yeah. You can also see that there are doors leading from this upstairs room and a hallway leading from this upstairs room. Right. If we can, we'll try to avoid the direct path. Okay. Um, so are you guys, are, is Evelyn and Strix going to sort of clamor upstairs, some, use the ropes on the crane to get themselves upstairs? Well, you don't need to, Evelyn, you can fly, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will, I will, yeah, I'll have to climb up, climb up. Uh, am I still taking the rest though, or is it over? Uh, yeah, you can. You okay. can take the five yeah. minute, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, during this five minute, I will be on like high alert for. Okay. Yeah, Diaf, when you look out the upstairs windows, you can see that those shambling plant-like creatures are easing their way toward the winery. They don't seem to be any mad rush, uh, but you can count about 30 of them. That is way more than we can handle. And they're just like slowly, are they menacingly coming toward us? Uh, there is a hint of a threat, but because they're moving rather slowly, uh, the threat isn't what you would call urgent. They're almost zombie-like, like they're yes. patrolling the grounds. Right. And you, you, the way that they're sort of coming at you from different points in the vineyard, they're not all clustered together. So it's almost like this, this sort of creeping wave of them getting closer and closer mm. and closer to the winery. Uh, and in fact, this takes, we probably won't have much time. Uh, hopefully not longer. Yeah, she can probably figure in, in the time that she has, you think. Uh, <laughs> I'm like oh. hitting it on the ground. Being like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taking it. Like putting it up to my ear, yep. like rubbing dirt on it and being like, yep. ooh. <laughs> yeah, when you put it up to your ear, you can almost hear uh, that the wood seems to hiss a little bit. Um, but other than that, uh, there's no sound emanating, not much sound emanating from it. You're able to ascertain several things at this point. Um, one, this is a magical staff with charges. You think it might have as many as 10 charges at when it's fully charged. Uh, right now, it does not seem to be uh, fully charged, but it does have char- power left in it. And it regains its charges at the end of a day, basically. And then uh, you think that it's a piece of a much larger tree, uh, and it has some sort of weird connection to that tree that gives it its power. You also think that in addition to wielding it as a magical quarterstaff, uh, it imbues you with the ability to, when you hit something, expend a charge to regain hit points, almost in a sort of vampiric way. Ooh, that's always a win-win in this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the other thing you're able to ascertain is, were you to attune yourself to this staff, uh, 
plant creatures such as the blights that are now surrounding you would not consider you a threat. Ooh, plant creatures. Interesting. All right. I will tell my party about all of that just so they know that if I walk in alone, they won't attack me. So it might give us a chance to uh, assess what's going on inside the house before we all attack. Mm-hmm. That's actually not a bad idea. I still don't trust the t- staff, though. We'll play it safe. And should it come to that, we'll have that as an option. Eh, I don't trust it either, but, you know. Yeah, you think it would only take you about 10 minutes to attune to the staff? Okay. That's not very long at all. I could try to distract them by flying out. Just doing a little... No. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we both just go, no, no, no. If you say so. All right, so um, you've got the staff secret door. Is that what you're saying, DF? Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's uh, where we should head out. All right. If you want to go through that door, DF, and I can try to attune while you take an assessment of the house, maybe? Uh, we could possibly do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll stealth my way through. You guys wait here. Strix, do your thing. Evelyn, keep All her right. safe. All, All right. right. I'm, I'm going to tune the, to the staff then. I'll stay hidden, by the way, and I'll yeah. be quiet. Okay. I won't be And there, there are numerous windows in this upstairs room above the loading dock where you can sort of keep an eye out on the plant creatures around you. Right. Okay, Diath, when you crack open the secret door, it reveals what appears to be um, a fairly roomy bedchamber beyond. It contains a four-poster bed, its headboard carved in the likeness of a giant raven. A soft black rug covers the floor between the bed and a door on a far wall. Um, In the corners of one wall stand two slender wardrobes with a tapestry of a church hanging on the wall between them. Beneath the tapestry is a handsomely carved rocking cradle. Um, Under a window, you see a plain desk and a chair, and other furnishings in the room include a wooden chest and a freestanding mirror set into a wooden frame. Whoa. Okay. First things first, I will... Summary, quick summary, uh, bed, rug, wardrobes, tapestry of a church with a cradle underneath it. And then a plain desk, a plain chair, a wooden chest, and a mirror. All right. First things first, I'm going to sneak my way over to that other door that I found. Yep. And see if it is locked or unlocked. Unlocked. And I would like to lock it. Okay. It can be locked from this side. I'm just going to do that. Uh, you'll probably have to get out one of your thieves' tools to do that because you don't have the key that fits in the little lock. But that's not no a problem. problem. It's, a, it's a simple thing. Okay. Yeah, I'll destroy it. Okay. Uh, so I'll do that. And then... Things I was most interested in. Over to this tapestry of this church. I would like to really examine this. Is there anything about this that's familiar or iconic or landmarky? Um, you have never seen this church before, but I will let you make a religion check to see if you can glean what the, the church is affiliated with. Right. Uh, not my... <laughs> was it religion? Yeah. All right. Two. Or intelligence. <laughs> or- okay. Uh, you've a you've never seen the church before, and b you have no idea what its denomination is. <laughs> what do people do at these things? <laughs> <laughs> is this some sort of giant outhouse? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So then you said this the bed post had a raven on it? Uh, the, the headboard is carved in the likeness of a raven with its wings spread. Okay. That's also, that also picks my interest just because we were told long ago that the raven is our guide. So mm -hmm. I would like to thoroughly check out this and gleam anything from it. All right. Make a investigation check. This is intelligence. Yes. Not as good as perception, but still good. 21. Very good. Uh, you are able to ascertain that um, one of the bedposts has a removable knob and it conceals a compartment. Inside that little compartment, you see an, a small key. I take it. <laughs> All right. Um, it strikes you instantly that the key would be roughly the right size as the keyhole in the wooden chest. Ow. That's not as fun. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll, I'll head over to the said chest then. Yep. I'm going to pick the lock. All right. I mean, I know I have this key. Yeah, of course. Make a dexterity check. This is what I do. This, this is for my own, my own satisfaction. Really. Yeah. Uh, You're pretty much killing it right so now, Dan. With pick the lock, sleight of hands, I believe, yep, 29. Uh, you rattle your tools in the lock, you hear the tumblers fall back, and the lid sort of springs open. Uh, inside, uh, you can see... After picking the lock, I get like super proud. I look around real quick and then realize no one was around to see. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can see that the chest contains a stash of coins. Uh, you see gold intermixed with electrum intermixed with silver. There seems to be more silver and electrum than gold. Now, uh, something strikes you almost immediately. You notice that the electrum coins are stamped with the profiled visage of a handsome regal man. It's always, it's just a bunch of coinage yep. out of here. So it would seem. Hmm. All right. I honestly don't think it'd be that much value or do it must do it much good here, but I guess I'll, I'll take whatever coinage I got and just hold on to it. I'm most, okay. especially the electron pieces. Like I make sure I take all the electron pieces. Yeah. Uh, you know that gold is more precious than electrum and there's about 50 gold in here. Uh, there's over well over 200 electrum pieces. There's 270 by your quick count. And uh, when you look at the electrum coins a little bit more closely, uh, the image that's stamped on them is remarkably similar to Strahd. Son of a bitch. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had that moment like, oh, I called Strahd handsome. Mm. Oh. Why, thank you. <laughs> based, based on the, the look of the coin, you think that this depiction shows Strahd as uh, more of a living, breathing figure. Pre-vampire Strahd. Pre-vampire Strahd. Yeah, this could be just old currency. Yep. I don't even know if they still use this stuff here, but I'll hold on to it. It could also be a clue. All right. Uh, and then final thing I'll do here is um, sweep away that rug. Okay. Uh, yes, there's nothing under the rug. All right. Okay, I think that's everything that I saw in here that was of interest. Mm -hmm. Yep, unless you want to start rifling through wardrobes. 
or, oh, or, yeah. the, da- or the desk for that matter. Uh, yeah, the wardrobes, uh, the desk, uh, behind the mirror and the sides, anything about okay. those? The wardrobes contain clothing, nothing surprising and nothing remarkable in there. Uh, the desk, you see its drawer holds manifests uh, recording what appear to be wine shipments for God knows how many years. It's just packed full of them. A cursory examination of the records reveal um, shipments made to a variety of locations that are annotated with what appear to be just letters. The letters B, V, the letters B, W, the letter K, um, things like that. Doesn't mean much to me. No, you're just sort of quickly looking through. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have no idea what I'm looking at, so I don't know if any of them look like a recent shipment or whatever. Right. It looks like the most recent ones are on top of the pile, uh, and they appear to be to uh, someone or something named BW and something named K. Right. Well, I'll just I'll take like the top few and fold them up and just pocket yep. them. Okay. And then if there's nothing else, I'll return to Strix, Evelyn, and Fulton. All right. In the meantime, Strix, uh, you have been attuning to the weapon. Uh, Paulton is actually probably going to shimmy up here just because it's a bit safer. Um, he's probably filled up his wineskin, so he's good for a while. But he tell he, you guys can actually hear those plant creatures now sort of scratching at the outside of the building and a few of them poking around in the loading dock below you. Oh, great. Is the staff attuned? Has it been? Yes. Okay, great. And as soon as that happens, something happens to you, Strix. God damn it. Damn it. God damn Damn known better. Ah, It's your fault. Uh, As soon as the attunement occurs, Evelyn, you see Strix's eyes go even darker than they were. I Uh, told you to be careful. And Strix, you are immediately transported away from the winery. Oh, great. You find yourself standing in front of a tree. And not an ordinary tree, but a hideous, old, gnarled, misshapen, dead-looking tree uh, that has blood oozing like sap from its twisted trunk. Uh, You can see around the tree are um, sort of spindly shrubs uh, that have no leaves on them. The tree doesn't have any leaves on it whatsoever. And embedded in the side of the tree, you see what appears to be an old axe. Oh. Now, the hill upon which you find yourself... um, is got scrub grass on it, but it, it's uh, otherwise just sort of bald and slopes down around you um, to all sides except one. Uh, further down the hillside, you can make out what appear to be old rocky cairns, little burial cairns left behind by some ancient people. And in one direction in particular, um, the direction sort of uh, on the far side of the tree, You see, as the hill tapers down, it sort of disappears into a tall wall of mist. The only thing that you can hear is the light breeze uh, as it sort of rattles the shrubbery 
and uh, causes the uh, dead branches of the large tree to brush against one another. Uh, it's sort of a haunting, uh, horrid noise, hollow, lifeless. Um, but in addition to that, um, a little ways off on the hillside, you're not exactly sure what direction, you see what appears to be a great ring of rocks and a sound coming from there uh, that sounds like ch -ch 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 -ch. <laughs> ch -ch 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 -ch. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's a that's a new one. Uh, do I have the staff with me still? You do. It's okay. it's still smoking in your hands, and you feel uh, that it it is uh, part of this tree, almost like you're part of this tree. Great. How's it going? I guess we're together in this now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, but the tree is clearly the tree clearly looks dead. Um, it's at that point that you see the shrubs around the tree uproot themselves and become almost little twig-like ambling men. Look, you guys stop making that spider noise. I don't really like spider <laughs> <laughs> The sound effects of this episode are spot right, on. And, uh, Anyone here except they begin, they begin to dance and, around you. Oh, no. Whoa. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. <laughs> I hold the staff out and say, stop. They stop. Someone stop. please clip that right now. <laughs> <laughs> grab that. Give it. Please. Oh, so glad that worked. <laughs> yeah. I need a bunch of Barmy stick man dancing around me. I got enough problems with the god werewolves. Uh, Evelyn, you yeah. see that Strix is uh, still in the winery. Mm -hmm. uh, but she is, her, her eyes are just sort of dead black and she's holding the staff tightly. Um, there's a there's a palpable evil sort of sensation that sort of comes off of her, um, uh, but she doesn't seem to be any in any obvious danger. What would you like to do? I like Strix, <laughs> Fran, friendship. She's not acknowledging Strix? you at all. If you just snap your fingers in front of her face, there's no awareness that she's even looking at you. I tug. And in fact, and in fact, as she's holding the staff, uh, she says at that moment, "Stop! Just stop." <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, I wasn't doing anything other than just seeing if you're okay. I didn't make an insight check. Um, seven. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're a little surprised by that. <laughs> uh, I was going to just like try to take the staff away, but since she told me to stop, Mm -hmm. I'm like very conflicted and I'm kind of like, are you sure you know what you're doing? I feel super evil vibe coming off you and I just <laughs> not super into the evil thing usually. So does she respond at all? Nope. Strix, uh, you're on this hill standing before this dead tree, a wall of mist at the bottom of the hill beyond it. Uh, what would you like to do? Well, I found out about all I can with the staff. I mean, obviously, if this is the staff is what took me here. The staff is what's tying it to this tree. I'm sure I can guess that by the fact that I've been teleported to the evil tree. Can I tell that it's made of the same material, obviously? And all yes, that? it seems okay. to be made of the same black, spongy material. All right. Um, um, again, your attention is sort of drawn back to that circle of stones. Yeah. Uh, 
can see that there's some mist surrounding them, but it looks like an unnatural mist kind of rising up from the stones themselves. You also make out for the first time what appears to be some sort of large wicker statue. Awesome. In the middle of the stone circle. All right, I'm gonna look at the little uh, tree men and say, hey, you birds, you just wait right here. I don't really want you following me because you're weird. And I'm gonna start okay. walking over to the stone circle. <laughs> Yeah, it's only about maybe 100 feet to the perimeter of this big uh, stone uh, pot, uh, the, uh, this stone ring. The stones are about 10 feet tall, so they're easy to hide behind, and they're all black. Oh. Uh, but they, they look like they might be stones indigenous to this hill, like maybe the rock underneath. You can actually see patches of black rock under, uh, are popping up here and there all over the hillside. Uh, when you get uh, on the edge of that ring, though, uh, you can see uh, that the rings sort of form a makeshift wall enclosing a field of dead grass. And uh, there is a ghastly 50-foot-tall statue made of tightly woven twigs and packed with black earth. And this statue resembles a towering cloaked man with fangs. Great. Uh, but there is no one in the circle. You still hear that sound, though, that I'm so frightened right now. <laughs> I'm just going to look at the ground. Is there anything else? Can I examine the rocks? Like maybe kind of guess what these are, what their purpose is by magic, like arcana? Sure. Like Absolutely. Make an arcana check. Okay. Because it's obviously a magical area, though I'm not sure what time or place it is. Uh, 18. All right. Uh, yeah, the the certainly the mist coming off them is unnatural, but you also get you see evidence that these bald black rocks have been struck by lightning many times. Hmm. Uh, they they could be some sort of um, protective ward or defensive ward, or some sort of uh, they might provide some sort of warning. Um, Interesting. Tipping well, off, letting letting. Uh, someone know if they're disturbed or passed through or flown over or oh, i stop like immediately and do not enter the circle <laughs> after i've ascertained that i'm like oh no Woo nope yep. i know that one but the wicker man in the center it's not harmed at all it's all like fresh or dead uh it is it is a the the sort of the the giant wicker vampire uh statue appears to be just this thing that somebody has constructed and left here mm. a 50 foot tall monument to perhaps the lord of this domain mm. i like rub my hands together a little bit and go mm. <laughs> and then i decide to, i'm gonna cast um what is it a chromatic orb on it and set it on fire all right <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh evelyn and i'm like sorry mr Shambleface. or i'm sorry before evelyn uh df yeah you've come out of the room basically to uh to speak to evelyn and strix you can see that uh evelyn is confounded by strix being in some sort of weird trance or something so you're back with them now. Didn't she also say something like, I don't want you near me right now or something yes. that we've heard? So yes. I'm actually like visibly upset. Like I, <laughs> my eyes are welling up a little bit now. <laughs> we were friends. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm eyeing the staff, like thinking about trying to take it away from her because it may be just making her mm -hmm. evil. Make her mean. Probably yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DF, if you want to make an insight check, you may. 
Uh, I'll it's try. A, it's a wisdom if you don't have it. Uh, Strix absolutely thinks she's somewhere else right now, just as an aside. Thirteen. <laughs> uh, All right, you get the sense that the that um, Strix is mentally in another place. I mean, that she's not really speaking to Evelyn or any or you or anybody here. She's talking to somebody else. Okay. Uh, how long has she been like this? Only just a couple minutes, but I think we should take that staff away. I, I think so too, but I'm also, I don't want, I, her, cons, her consciousness isn't here. If we ripped away that staff, we might rip her body away from her consciousness. I was like reaching for it as you said that, <laughs> and then you said that, and I'm like... <laughs> I agree. I told her to be careful with this staff. I don't know why she never freaking lives since whenever comes to anything magic. Uh, am I able to... Is her, is her body like completely stiff? Like if I put my hands on her shoulders and try to like walk her over, is she just like uh, like rigor mortis completely stiff? Yeah, or? she's basically immobile. Okay. Uh, but what if... Uh, what if we like give her a really big hug and just like... Show her a lot of love, like a lot of good and light. Do you think it'll, maybe it'll wake her up? What? <laughs> I try it. Evelyn hugs tightly onto Strix. Strix. Um, fire. As you are preparing to cast your spell, roots burst up out of the earth at your feet and begin to coil around you tightly. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, I'm holding... No, down, down. Bad roots. Bad. And you feel the roots pulling you down into the ground. Oh, God, and, gross. And just absolutely crushing the wind and life out of you. <laughs> no, I need that one. I need it. That's mine. I fought hard for this life. <laughs> and you are pulled down into the earth down until the earth starts to fall into your screaming mouth and get up your, your, your nostrils. Um, and at that moment, you wake up back at the winery being hugged very tightly by Evelyn. Oh, God. I love you so much. I'm so glad you're back. I'm still spitting out the dirt, and I, like, spit on your face. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the weird part. She actually spits dirt out of her mouth. Oh. I'm like, ugh. I'm, ugh. Ugh. So- I, like, I go, of, like, run and find something to wipe my face off. And during that reaction, like, I like, run up and, like, kick the staff out of Strix's hands. Okay. Dad. Yeah, you knock the staff aside. Uh, I'm, like, wiping my face off. Like, Isn't it great? Dad. I love just Dad. conquers all. And you didn't, yeah. you did, couldn't you tell it was evil? Now, Strix, uh, you know uh, that you're still magically attuned to the staff. Now, you can voluntarily break your attunement if you want to, but you are attuned unless you decide not to be. I'm just going to look at, I'm going to look at Evelyn and say, look, this is evil, but until we get out of here, those plant people won't attack me. It's funny you should mention that because as you was on cue uh, from down the hall that extends uh, from the back of this loft, you see some of those needly shambling zombies coming toward you. You see two of them. Can I hold the staff up, up and tell them to stop? If you want to pick it up again, you can. Don't touch it! Fix <laughs> it's wanna, evil. It messed you up. Do you want to die, or do you want me to touch the staff? It's fine. I got... Those guys are just plants. We have fought way worse stuff than plants. We haven't killed all the plants in the house yet. 
there's a lot of plants here. Sometimes we have to be hurt to help others and I'll pick it up. Ugh. Chris is figuring something out. Welcome back. He picked, she picked up the staff again. Great. Ill-advised in my opinion. I said, sometimes you have to hurt yourself to help yeah. others. Which uh, I like, I nodded at, but then I was very frustrated that well, you okay. did that. And Chris Perkins says, good, you messed up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, the creatures continue to advance toward you. Well, I'm out of ideas. Let's attack them. I raise light fall and start. We All can right. get out of here. Let's retreat back to the secret door. We can go this way. Oh, all right. Do these look that like that menacing? Because yeah, we're gonna die. Okay. <laughs> like like. Damn, why are you so concerned about us dying? Get, no, we're getting out of here. I don't like it. We're leaving. You never leave. What are you? What are you talking about? I want to leave. Did someone cast a fear spell on you or something? You're being kind of wussy. No, I am not. Yeah, usually you're fine with this. How come I'm the one that wants to stay and you're the one that wants to leave? There are some scary plant creatures, right? Are oh, nice. Plant zombies. They're pretty scary. Yeah, see, now you see them. They're, not they're just slow moving. Yeah. They're, you know, shambling. Let's I get in the house. Fine. We need to get in the house. We can close the All door. Right. Uh, Evelyn, your friends are pulling back through the secret door. <laughs> Evelyn's like very put upon, but she's trying really hard to be like one of the groups. So she's like, fine. <sighs> And like walks in after them, like petulantly. Axe, axe dragging on the floor behind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. When you close the secret door, uh, they are no longer in your sight. Right. Like I keep that short. I'm like, I'm like. You know, like the closer they come to us, the more bottleneck they are. The harder it is to fight them all. There's also a heavy desk that you can push up against the secret door to. I do that. I do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm weak. Help me. All right. Done. They'd be hard pressed to open the door. Right. All right. Let's get in the house and clear these guys out. Yeah. And clear the there's, ones outside. There's one other exit from this room, and it's a door set into the middle of one wall. That's the one I locked earlier. Yeah. That's right. All right. Is there a keyhole yeah. I can poke through, peek through, and yeah? Uh, when you peek through the keyhole, you can see what appears to be a kitchen table or some sort of dining table on the other side. All right. Well, this is the only other way out of here, so... Let me go first. They won't attack me. I actually agree with you. <laughs> wow! Rix yep. is right for once, and he'll just open the door. You guys right. hide. So All right. I'll, I'll, I'll unlock the door and I'll open it in such a way that like, I open it in front of me, so I'm like hidden behind it so Strix can go through. Got it. Uh, the room that you are now looking in Strix contains a rectangular table surrounded by eight chairs. There's an L-shaped cupboard against the wall, against the walls, and a floor-to-ceiling closet pantry. Hmm. Next to the pantry, you see a small iron stove. No, no now, baddies. Uh, there are two other exits from this room, uh, two doors on the same wall but in opposite corners, and there is a window um, in this room as well, shining its light upon the table. Nobody right. here. No one here. I'm like, it's it's clear. Come on in. Okay. Did we ever figure out if there's like a source of control for these plant people? If we destroy said source, we destroy plant people? Strips, is that something well, you can discern from your... I might be able staff? to. Mm -hmm. I can try and ask the staff. Oh, all right. I'm attuned to it, so... Yes, you are attuned to it. Uh, so, 
the staff doesn't tell you anything, but I would like you to make an arcana or make an ins or yeah, make an insight check in this case. Okay. Insight is twelve. Thirteen. You gain the sense that the staff does not want to be burned or broken. Um, and your sense is, basing, based on your understanding of the power, that uh, that might have some effect on plant creatures. Mm. We should break and burn it. <laughs> I looked at Dee and go, the staff has its own self-preservation feelings. So I feel I like if something bad to... happens to it, something bad will happen to the plant creatures. And by my guess, that uh, non-bathing druid fellow, uh, the dead cutter that's up in the loft, might have been the one controlling them. I have an axe, can I chop it? Look, let's go through the house first because they still won't attack me. They're still let's... the rest of us. <laughs> We don't know what will happen. They might go into a berserker rage first. Look, just at a moment's notice, be ready to snap that thing over your knee. You can't snap it. It's all mushy. You need to chop it. Well, then at least let Evelyn chop it up. Yes, let me chop something. (laughs) (laughs) Lafander, bless me. If anything bad might happen to me if the staff breaks, like because I'm attuned to it. Nothing? Okay. All right. Everyone wins. All right. Well, the way you're talking sounds like it wasn't even the druid that was controlling said plant creatures. It's been the staff all along. Maybe you're right. If the druids were in league to Strahd, it was probably a gift from him controlling both the druids and these lights all at the same time. Yeah, because if you could just control them using the staff, we could all just have a dance party and then we'd be fine. I can't control them. They don't listen to me. So obviously our only choice is either destroying the staff, which would be sad because it's very nice and I like it very much. You like it? It's nice looking. It matches my outfit. (laughs) (sighs) Look, let's keep going through the rest of this house. There's no use arguing here. All right. But I'm ready to break it. I'm ready to break the art. Evelyn can break it. I just, you know. Just any moment. I want you to just toss it and Evelyn, I want you to chop it in the middle of the air like a fruit ninja. Ooh, right. <laughs> I've heard tales of such creatures as fruit ninjas. I've always wanted to try to be one. <laughs> Fine. All right, we'll go in the next room and I'll go first with the staff again. Right. So you said there are two other exits? Yeah, there's, uh, from your point of view, on they're both on one inside wall and one is to your left and the other is to your right, each in a corner. Uh, good adventures always go left. <laughs> Interesting, all right. Uh, when you uh, sort of crack open that door, you see a hallway, a, a wooden hallway that seems to, based on your direction sense, head back toward the loading dock. Nope. Mm-hmm. All right. Keep go the other way. All right. Go to the other door. When you crack that open, you see a longer hallway that uh, in goes off in one direction, basically to your right. There are several doors along that hallway, and the hallway seems to bend out of view at the end. It takes an L-shaped turn. And there's a window at the end of the hallway through which some uh, gray light is uh, slipping through. Now, at this end of the hall where you're standing, 
when you look to the left, there is an archway with a spiral staircase going down. A mm. stone staircase going down to the first floor. Hmm. It's quite narrow. Okay. Uh, let's continue down this hallway first. We'll, we'll try to clear out the uh, all this top floor okay. before those creatures are downstairs. Yeah. Uh, Evelyn, your acute senses, as soon as the Ooh. door opens, you, you can <laughs> smell a heavy wine scent uh, coming through um, from somewhere um, further inside the interior of this building. Uh, that's pretty intense. But you also smell an earthy, peaty sound, and you hear what appears to be sort of little twitchy um, branch-like noises. Little... Uh, I don't think we're alone down here. And also Paulton might be down here because it smells like there's a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like he'll be okay. I don't know. It sounds like there's maybe some more of our plant type friends down here. They sound small though, right? Not shambly. Right. Um, it sounds like, like mini versions, like little baby plant plant zombies. If this if this staff is what they're well, one of their sources, is there like a range? If I do I know how far, like could how far this this would uh you wouldn't know it to the foot, but you think it's pretty it's pretty extensive. It's okay. it's a big it's a it would be a big effect. All right. So I'm like Evelyn, is this whole place filled with uh what you can hear as a scary planty people? Uh, yep, sounds like it. Can I chop them? <sighs> oh, I'm very reluctant to do this, but I put I put the staff on the ground. Yay! <laughs> With all praise and honor and glory to the morning Lord Lathander, I hereby smite the feet on the face of the earth in the name of all that is holy and good. <laughs> Why do you have to mock everything? Chop, 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 it uh, radiates outward, and then you can hear sort of a multitude of other weird sort of sounds um, uh, uh, throughout this structure. Um, what kind of sounds, Chris Perkins? It sounds like uh, <laughs> sounds of uh, things made of wood shuddering and creaking and snapping and breaking. Uh, I'm looking around like, <laughs> Did we do a good? Was that a good? I looked out and, at my staff. And, and the best part is, um, as you are hacking up the wood, um, blood is spurting oh, from inside gross. of the staff and oh. just splashing all over the axe and Evelyn's face and armor and shoes and clothes and everything. So when she's done and yes. her moment is over, she turns to you, you and there's all this blood splatter all down the front. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> like Dexter sounds. You, you, you got something on your face, Evelyn. <laughs> well, all in the name of the light. <laughs> you might have a, a tub in here if you want to get care of yourself. 
Let's make sure that let's make sure that worked. Let's uh, make sure the house is empty. I agree yeah. with you. You uh, hear a horrible um, human shriek. No! <laughs> From somewhere. Oh, we made someone mad. Yes, someone is mad in this creaky old winery. Which where did it come from? Good question. Uh, your best guess is you could either go down these spiral stairs and eventually get there, or follow this hall around the corner, and that might lead you there. We're going that way. All right. Yeah, let's go down this hall. I'm right. like obsessively uh, like <clears throat> just I'm, trying to like wipe myself off. I'm, I'm stealthing forward throughout. All right. Hall. You As run I'm down doing. the hall. You round the corner. Uh, you can see the hall uh, continues on. Um, for about another 15 feet and then goes down a wide spiral staircase to the ground floor. You also see a door on your left, but it's closed. The sound would have probably come from down the staircase. So you run down the staircase. Focus books on that, yeah. Uh, (laughs) The staircase comes to a landing, which has a small little inset alcove with an open door in it. You think maybe the sound came from the other side of that open door. You also notice that the staircase continues down in what you would have to assume is a cellar. Oh. Um, But you stop at the landing. When you peer through it, you are looking into a large room, which you assume is the sort of the main central chamber of the winery. And you see that it's two stories tall. Uh, You smell fermenting wine. It seems to fill this large two-story room, which is dominated by a row of four enormous wooden casks. Each one of them is about eight feet wide and 12 feet tall, so twice as tall as you are. Um, A wooden staircase in the center of this room climbs up to a balcony that seems to surround the vats, designed so that people can get up there and actually be above the vats. Uh, stacked against the wall underneath the balcony on this floor are old empty barrels stamped with the name the Wizard of Wines and uh, make perception checks to see if you notice anything else. You're all sort of peering in the room Scooby-Doo style. It's like (laughs) Dieth appears and then or Evelyn appears and then Dieth above her and then Strix above him all peering into the room. <clears throat> uh, I'm I'm too distracted by everyone else trying to peer their head above me in a cartoon fashion. So yes. I one. Okay. <laughs> I got an eight. Okay. Evelyn, are you muted? I was muted that whole time. I've all been right. saying things. Oh no! Um, they were all really was, funny and witty really and clever. Really I was like, oh, maybe she's just really quiet right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you hear the description of the room? I heard everything. Okay, you just great. didn't hear me. <laughs> my my witty repartee. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got an 18. Okay. Um, any thoughts you'd like to share before I tell you what you see, Evelyn? Uh, no, okay. it's fine. The moment's gone. <laughs> so uh, this, this tall two-story room, uh, you can see, Evelyn, beneath the sloping roof stretch thick rafters upon which... You see scores of ravens quietly gathered. Uh, they all, they're all sort of watching um, you with great interest, um, but they're, they're deadly quiet. What are they but on, you said? They're on the rafters oh, okay. underneath the roof. Uh, but that's not the most 
disturbing thing in your mind. In fact, that's kind of comforting. Um, you hear one of you hear the balcony creak in the room, drawing your eye to a wild-looking figure hunched over one of the giant casks, pouring a flask of thick, syrupy liquid into. <gasps> She wears a gown made of animal skins and a headdress with goat horns, and her hair is long and unkempt. There's a panicked look to her. Um, uh, she seems to be hastily doing this activity, and then she's just sort of dumping the rest of the flask out, shaking it vigorously to get every drop of whatever this liquid is, this syrup, out of the flask. You can also see that around her and around the floor, littering the room, are all kinds of dead plant creatures. Oh, no. Poisoning the wine! So it would seem. <sighs> we have to stop her! Evelyn, would you like to kick down the door and do the honors? Oh, can I? <laughs> this one's for you. I kick it open and say, hello, friend or foe. <coughs> she looks up at you, throws down the flask and goes, <laughs> in the name of Lathander, I denounce all evil and challenge you to stand up to me if you can. <laughs> no initiative. I, I feel like, I feel like uh, this lady's mad. Related. Tell Paul to not to drink the wine. <laughs> nine. Six. What was your initiative? Oh, nine for uh, six. Okay. Nineteen. All right. Six for Strix. Diath, what would you like to do? Okay, so she. You said she's up above. Yeah, she is on a the wooden uh, stairs in the middle of the room. Go up to a balcony that stretches around the walls. She's on one of those balconies over one of those vats. In fact, I'm just going to quickly show you. I'm terrible at this, but I'm going to quickly show you a map. Sure. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Up, you see that big room with the bats? Got okay. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally okay. see it. All right. Now, so, on the second floor, there's a balcony next to the bats. Mm-hmm. Not, you may not be able to see. Balcony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. See it. Totes. First floor. Okay. All right. Side note, I apologize. My bulldog snores, and I try to keep him from sleeping during my streams. But he's, like, really tired and really Aww. cute right now. So I'm try- That's why I was muted, because I'm trying to not let no him snore into my mic. But if it gets loud, let me know. No, it seems fine. It's adorable. Yeah. So, DF, you are actually, uh, while Evelyn is declaring war on this druid, uh, what would you like to do? Okay. Uh, using my roguish... Uh, swift abilities, I'd like to definitely uh, scale one of the vats mm-hmm. and to, like, uh, reach or leap onto the belt yep. areas and just, just real quick, just, ha-ha! Assassin's sure. get over. Uh, absolutely. If you want to make, like, a, either, I guess this would be athletics, actually. Go ahead and make that yeah. check. Athletics or acrobatics or just athletics? Um, this would be athletics because you're pulling yourself up. You're climbing, basically. Dang. Four. <laughs> you go over to the back, you throw yourself against it, you just sort of slide down. <laughs> Varnished wooden sides. Thump. Um, uh, uh, but from your point of view, uh, you can't really, uh, at this point, you can't see her and she can't see you because the vat's so big and fat that you're, it's pretty much a, an obstacle. Um, so you're not in her line of sight presently. Oh, okay. Now, that was only a move for you. You could try again. Using basically instead of taking an action, make another move. Actually, with that realizing that I'm out of her sight, 
uh, I'm actually going to kind of crouch down. Okay. And kind of like weave around through these bats. Mm -hmm. uh, just like stealth around and get to like, to like maybe wherever backside would be. Okay. So uh, now the, the, well, the balcony that she's on is sort of, it abuts a wall. So you could get under the balcony directly below her feet, but you wouldn't be able to scuttle up behind her. Right. You'd have to climb the stairs to get to her. Okay. Well, I'll get underneath her feet for now. Okay. Just using a, a double move action and yep. I'll just stealth over there and hide out. Done. All right. Then I can let my allies get her attention first and then I'll strike. Yes. All right. At this point in time, it is her turn. So. What can you tell? Is she just like just a random old lady, or is there more that we can like see about her? It's she's a little gross. hard to tell. She's not old. Um, she looks like she might be, you know, maybe in her twenties or thirties or something. But she's so dirty, so mangy, um, such a creature of the earth uh, that it's really hard to gauge her exact age. Um, and she is just sort of a wild, unkempt creature. There's almost nothing human about her except of her form. Uh, but, uh, but is she just like feral or is she monstrous? Yeah, she looks feral. Okay. And uh, she's gross. Kill her. Yes. She's gross. Well, that's what I'm saying. Evelyn might not kill something just because it's gross. She has to know it's evil. She was poisoning right. the wine. You saw she, her. She maybe was wine. sweetening it. She was also real mad that her plant things died. Yeah, and screaming. And she went, ah! Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes now, you go, ah, too! Shut up, Evelyn! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. I right. hate you all! Where's, where's the lie, though? She looks, at, she looks at her sort of dirt-encrusted hand. She holds it in front of her face in like a claw, and she, she spits into it, and it ignites into a flame. Okay, probably she evil. Holds it up, <laughs> She hurls it down at your head, Evelyn. Okay, definitely evil. All right, she's got to make a ranged attack against you here, uh, which for her... Uncanny dodge. No? Uh, okay. Nope, nope. Which for her is a 16. What's your armor class? 17. All right. Get wrecked. Yes, it, it just sort of bounces or you, you deflect it with your axe. Just with the light of Lathander. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that misses. And that is her action. So we come to Evelyn. Now, in order to get to her, because she's 15 feet up on a balcony, you'd either have to run up the, the rickety stairs up the middle and run across the balcony to strike her or somehow fly. Oh, I can fly, Chris Perkins. Yes. <laughs> like right. epic, like launch, like the gymnast, gymnast legs, like one yeah. bent, you know, like, ah, and then. I think I want to fly like over her uh -huh. um, and like, like golf club, golf cub um, yep. ax her right. in the face. Golf ax her. Yes. All right. Exactly. So Let the golf axing commence. 16 golf ax. That is going to hit her. Yay. And when you hit her, she's, she's almost hard and crusty like a tree. Bark um, skinned. Yep. Wow. I have dropped the die. For all the good it did her. Eight. All right. You crack her eight points of damage and you have a second attack. Yes, I do. On the let's see, I golf swing and then I like twirl around and go back over. Down like one, two. Excellent. Oh, that's not so good. Barristan, no. <laughs> He's not happy with that attack either. That was a 10. Okay, that is uh, a miss. You cut into a railing and slice it in two. 
I'm visibly like distraught because I I was ready to look so cool in the name of Lathander and now I just disappointed him by looking (laughs) like a dunce. Strix, you are now alone um, at the doorway. As Uh, always. Evelyn is up (laughs) fluttering in front of the druid's face and uh, you have sight of Diath. He's disappeared underneath the balcony behind one of the great big fermentation casks. All right, how far away is she from me? She would be about... Uh, 20 feet. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and cast a whole person on her. Excellent. She has to make a saving throw. Nice. What is your saving throw spell, DC? 14. She rolled a natural 20. Um, Mm. She rolled an ampersand on this die. Oh, nice. Mm. And uh, so... She feels your spell sort of take hold and try to freeze her in place. Uh, and then she curses you in druidic. And, uh, and I'm you like, like ah! <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to move at all? Uh, I guess I'll try and hide behind one of the casts when I see that it didn't work. So right. I'm going to try and scuttle away so that yep. I uh, am out of her range <laughs> back area. Excellent. DF. All right, trying this again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is there a way that I am able to climb up and get to her side or back? Yes. Uh, from the back, there's a little less of a gap between the fermentation vats and the wall, so it aids in your climbing. You can make an uh, a Perfect. check with advantage. Yay! <laughs> I need anything in the advantage when it comes to strength stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My lowest roll was a one. Okay. But my advantage roll was a two. Oh, well, bright side. So we need dice sponsors. We need someone to make us better dice. They all have 20s on the sides. Yeah. You are thwarted by this giant cask. Um, Oh, well, they're slippery, okay? Yep. Every now, uh, it's all right, you're doing just fine. Keep don't, trying. Don't, don't, if, nah. if you're truly frustrated, you can like take the time to actually drag empty wine barrels over and make a little sort of mountain of barrels for you to climb. But you think that would take the rest of your turn? No, I'll go up the stairs. Okay, <laughs> I love the idea that you just sort of stomps up the stairs. There's no shame in practicality. I'm, I'm like huffing about just fine. <laughs> all right, so you use the rest of your action to stomp and get to the top of the stairs. You are now on the balcony. Um, and uh, the druid would take notice of you, except she's got a winged angel with an axe um, flapping in her face. A blood-stained winged angel. Yes. And uh, it is the druid's turn. So you see her sort of look around, and on the floor next to her is her quarterstaff. This, it's really no, nothing more than a, a piece of log that's been shaved down, and you can see the top of it sort of has an image of... Uh, what appears to be a vampiric visage, although a rather gruesome, elongated one. And she picks up that staff and just tries to smash you in the face with it, Evelyn. And she rolls a natural one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At this point, you see uh, her lose her balance. And she teeters, holding the staff. She teeters and fall and begins to fall off the edge. So I was like taunting her at the edge and I like yeah. ducked back and she... Yes. And you see her stumble back and she screams, ah! <laughs> and she, Metador uh, off. she lands on top of the fermentation uh, vat, which it has a wooden lid with sort of an opening in it where she was basically pouring the gunk. Uh, but she falls right back, shattering the lid and goes into the fermentation cask. And All who deny the light of Lathander will one day fall. 
Oh, and, you mean uh, Strix and uh, yeah, if you see the the druid disappear from sight as she falls into the into the vat, and uh, Strix, you can hear her sloshing and splashing around. And you can hear her scream is sort of turned to gargling noises at this point. Uh, and it is Evelyn's turn. Evelyn, you look down. Uh, the vat, like I said, is about twelve feet tall. The liquid, now that you can see it in the vat, is this sort of blackish brine, very dark. Um, and it's only about maybe, you know, seven or eight feet deep. So she's in the vat now. And this uh, is the one she poisoned. Yes. Yeah, okay. So she's kind of... Or did whatever yeah. it was to her. She's drowning in her own poison vat. <laughs> she's submerged? Uh, initially, yeah. She goes right down into it. Blurp. Comes up and you know, coughing up the liquid and the wine and everything else. Ah, okay. So she's her head's above. Yes, okay. but you can see that uh, she's struggling to stay above. She's only up there for a moment, and then she's like, "It's clear she can't she can't swim, and she's weighted down by the weight of her animals." I'm like, Evelyn, leave her alone. I I don't like for some reason Evelyn doesn't like people drowning, so she's like off put by this. But she is not going to let her leave. So I'll just ready action with my axe for if like she gets to the side or comes up or seems to not be yeah. drowning anymore. I'll golf axe her again. Yeah, okay. Um, in that moment, uh, as you are just sort of uh, watching and waiting, uh, DF, what would you like to do? Um, so I can see you're like splashing around in this wine vet. You'd have to get basically over her to see her now. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll like kind of make my way over yeah. to. You can her. use the rest of your movement to get over to her, and when you do, yes, you look down into the vat, and it's dark down there, and you can see uh, not only is she struggling to stay afloat, but any attempt by her to sort of grab the slick sides of the vat is absolutely futile. Oh, and then you kind of see her, you kind of see her begin to disappear beneath the surface a little bit. Okay. So as she's doing that, do I see any kind of like weird? Uh, her, yeah. Discolorations or like burns or anything on her skin or how she's doing that or. Uh, make a perception check. Just to see if uh, I can see whatever it is that whatever she poured into it, whatever that's doing. Yeah, I am just on the ball tonight. Uh, oh, 13. Uh, you notice that her skin sort of has a barkish complexion, but you think that's more a defensive effect of a spell. Right. Uh, uh, you can see um, no immediate effect of the poison. Mm, uh, right. But it's safe to say she's not liking what she's tasting. Right. <laughs> Man, drowning in wine would be so unpleasant. I mean, drowning is unpleasant, I would assume, but like, you know. I don't know. Sucks. Paul's a good, well, it's a good wine. Yeah. Ah, good point. Maybe better. If you, died in a, if you died in a vat of champagne, they'd remember, they'd remember that for years to come. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I digress. You also notice, uh, Diaz, that her quarterstaff is just sort of bobbing and floating on the water, on the wine next to her. Okay. Um, but it doesn't look like a remarkable weapon. Just right. a, well, just an interestingly evilly carved one. Are we got a quick show of hands? Are we just are we letting this happen? Or it certainly <laughs> seems to you that if nothing were to happen, like, if she were to do nothing, she would she would definitely drown or die from the poison. Do we do we need to know why she was poisoning the wine? Is that of interest to us? I mean, uh, that might actually be interesting considering poisoning the wine means that they're actually trying to hurt a bunch of people. I can't imagine why. I can imagine why his name's Strahd. Well, but, but I mean, he doesn't want to like, kill everyone here. Like, So I float above her and I kind of like, well, actually, no, I can't like 
He wants to kill us, Dieth. That's who he wants to kill. Uh, but, uh, Dieth, uh, I assume you're not going to. Are you going to take any action at this point? Uh, well, I'll just I'll like pre- preparing reaction. So if need be, if say someone were to get her out and she does anything that looks malicious against us, I can immediately strike. Understood. Okay. I I'm, I won't be able to get her out on my own. I'm I don't have the strength for that. <laughs> um, Fair. Yeah. And so Strix, you're actually next. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh. It's kind of chilling. You hear this sort of thumping against the inside. Oh, God, of the it's really, it is gross. So I'm going to try and like see if I can kind of yell into the vat and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to do an intimidation. Okay. Uh, check and say, if you tell us who, who told you to poison these people in this house, then we'll let you out of the vat and you might be able to run back to your tree. All right. Make an intimidate check. Ooh. 24. Wow. Uh, she screams out between uh, gurgles, let the raven suffer. The Lord wishes it. The ravens must die. Fuck this bitch. Let her drown. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. The best part is a raven. You- <laughs> 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 no, I just yell up after the hog I pull, pulled the laugh on you, lady. I lied. You're going to die. Ravens are cool. And then... Uh, I don't think dies. that really told us much. Well, Something tells me we're not obviously don't want the, the ravens. They're they're here. Hey, hi. I wave at the ravens. Are you guys okay? <laughs> and uh, the, the ravens uh, just sort of uh, look down at you, uh, watch. But uh, they don't say, or one of them might actually sort of at you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're such a cute little scoot. Yeah. Um, then you sort of see her go below the surface of the wine and kind of disappear into the dark brine. Well, we tried. And then you hear a couple more thumps and kicks, and um, but that's about it. We should like mark that one as like, do not drink. <laughs> I agree. And then also corpse. I'm going to pull a, pull one of the rags off of my robe and tie it somewhere next to the thing to indicate it's a poisoned one. Yeah, you can tie it off the spigot at the bottom there. Exactly, yeah. And I'm like, right. we're going to have to have them check every single one of these casks of wine in this entire place. But at least they know this one is poisoned, so they might be able to tell the difference. I, I, I wouldn't look at a scarf and know that means poison, personally. But... Oh, we'll tell them, Evelyn. We'll <laughs> okay. tell them it means poison. Just making sure. Can I, can I check out the staff that's floating in the water and kind of pick it out? Evelyn, when we get this place cleared out, we'll return to the Martikovs. They'll be able to identify which wine is still pure and actually usable. Okay. Uh, Strix, yeah, if you want to climb upstairs up to the balcony um, to try to recover that quarter staff, uh, somebody's going to have to kind of lower you down into the vat to reach it. Oh, God, never mind. <laughs> I can do it. Don't worry, I got you. All right, Evelyn, you or got I can, me. Or I can just fish it out with my... Uh, yeah, you get it. I'll tell you to... Yeah. Evelyn, you go get the staff in there. I can't fly. <laughs> All right. It's a pleasure. I just so, you sort of uh, fly down and grab hold of it? I I use my... Um, can, can I use my... Well, what is it called? It the thing. Your... Yeah, with my... What is that called? My axe. It has, probably has some like decorative notches. I can't like scoop it out. Uh, probably not. You'll have to go down there and just grab it. Um, but you can you start if you were to fuss with it with the axe. I mean, your axe is not hugely long, so you're kind of right. down there anyway. You'd be like 
trying to hook it and bob it and catch it and sing. It's like you could just grab it. I just don't want to touch it, but okay, I do. I okay, kind of so like you grab it. <laughs> of course. It comes out of the water. No, I knew uh, it. One last gasp. She <laughs> comes up at you. Really? Yes, she does. Uh, can I? Uh, I knew better than to touch it. Can I? I'm sorry. Use... I just wanted it. It looked cool. Can I use this reaction to maybe do a thing? Uh huh. All right. So I was like, as soon as it happens, like right from my belt, just dagger throw at her. Oh. Just take my energy. Comes up out of the water. This take dagger my energy. flies like, down. Just my reaction is so fast. Just literally everything I do in this place just ruins my friends' lives. Thirteen. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Thirteen. Uh, that seems to uh, uh, sort of bounce off her head. <laughs> uh, her bark skin seems to deflect the. Uh, that would have been so cool, though. Yeah, and then, well, and then the, the, the dagger just sort of goes gloop down into. The oh no! Okay. Yep, that dagger's gone. Just gonna mark that down. Yeah. All right. Man, I should have I should have pressed harder for just like scooping it out with my axe. I knew <laughs> I tried, better. I tried to help. All right. Uh, so um, she's going to make an attack. All right. I'm sorry. Everything I do ruins everyone's life. Well, if you wouldn't stop trying to get all these gross druid stamps. <laughs> I don't like it. it. Might have been magic. Hey, <laughs> she has a druid staff collection. It's okay. You like. Uh, all right, and then um, she utters something horrible in a language you none of you can speak. It's the secret language of druids, and a wave of thunderous force erupts out from her. Um, Evelyn, you're the closest to this, but uh, both Diaf and Strix oh. are in the area of effect. So I'd like everybody to make a constitution saving throw. I oh. hate everything about my life. Strix. <laughs> <laughs> I hate these dice. I'm not using them anymore. Got an 11. Okay. I rolled a two, which gives me a five. I rolled a seven. Okay. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> Where are my other dice? There we go. Okay. New dice. So each of you takes uh, 15 points of thunder damage. Great. And you are blasted 10 feet away from her. So Evelyn, you're sort of shot away through the air. Uh, um, Diaf and Strix, you are sort of blasted back on the balcony. The window, one of the high windows behind you explodes outward. Uh, the balcony itself uh, creaks and groans, but seems to remain intact. Now the vat, you, you hear it groan, crack, and split into all of these pieces. And it just sort of breaks apart, <laughs> falls away, sends her cascading back down onto the floor below as this huge rush of black wine uh, spills out across the floor, washing all these dead plant creatures to the far corners of the room. And you see her tumble down onto the ground, wet, drenching in wine, basically uh, uh, prostrate um, and just sort of spitting up blood and wine and poison, um, just just barfing it up onto the floor. Damn it. 
if I didn't hate her so much, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And so basically all of you were sort of tumbled and thrown back onto the balcony, probably lying prone and watching her gag and spit up this black poison. Is my dagger somewhere? And your dagger <laughs> and glitters at you down below. <laughs> your face is just gleeful. Uh, but you see her sort of stagger to her feet. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, how much damage did you say it was, Chris? Uh, 15 points of thunder damage. Okay. And it is... Um, that, was, that was technically on Anna's turn. Uh, Holly's, it's Strix's turn. Great. Down to person. Hold person. All right, she has to make another save. Uh, this time, um, she rolled a 17 and re resists your spell once more. Oh, it's just not my day. And she tries to say something to you, something horrible, and just spits up uh, blood. Um, and uh, <laughs> DF, it is your yeah. turn. Okay, so she's down below me then, since I'm up on... Yeah. Yes, she is now 15 feet below you and about 15 feet or 10 feet away from you. Okay, how deep is this um, Is this wine in the room now? Is it like just... Oh, no, it's it's very thin. When it spreads across the floor, it's no more than... So like the sole of my boots, like nothing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great, so with that, uh, pull out the short sword, and I actually leap from the top of the balcony, like right down onto her. Just... <laughs> ah! Nice. All right. Uh, just attack roll then? Yes, sure. please. Okay. Ah, there we go. 25. Whoa, <laughs> yes. Uh, then, yep. For 10 points of damage. How would you like to skewer her? All right, so I'm basically like coming right down so that yep. like that blade is going straight into her shoulder, almost dying a little bit. Through her heart? Yeah, just like... <laughs> All right, yes. You plunge and your weapon on her and bring her to the ground. Looks really it's, cool. It sinks yeah. all the way down to the hilt through her shoulder. You can actually feel her, her heart explode in her chest. as <laughs> 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 he says it. <laughs> her eyes roll back into her head and she collapses down to her knees and then falls face first into the thin uh, wine covering the floor with a splash. Uh, her blood and her body falls backwards, and I go with her. Like as soon yeah. as her back lands, yeah, you can use that to cushion your fall. Yeah, I like roll four, and I make yes. like, a pose afterwards as my blade is still. Strix is just like. <laughs> Evelyn right. actually got blasted so far back that she like bird splatted against the wall. <laughs> but when that happens, she kind of like slides down the wall. Like, Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your work here, DF, is done. And then I go pick up my dagger. Yes, you <laughs> Still clapping. Yeah. When you, tear, offer like a, when you tear your blade from her wound, too, her blood just sort of oozes out onto the floor and mixes with the wine all around your boots. Ooh, bad call, sister. This room is a mess. I'm like, this wine, this wine's poison. <laughs> all right. Can I find that staff on the ground now? Yes. Okay. We could chop it up. It's a normal staff, I think. Yeah, it looks like uh, just a normal quarter staff, the head of which is carved like some sort of hideous leering vampire's head. Sweet. I was just trying to get a normal staff for you. That was just a plain old wooden stick. Someone put a lot of work into it. 
Yeah. A quick analysis, uh, uh, Strix, looks like um, the druid herself may have cast a spell on the staff uh, to empower it for her, but it's not much use to you, and that magic is going to fade any moment now. Uh, I, fact, just leave, right. I, just, I just leave it on the ground, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Evelyn. I thought it was fancy. It's all right. If you liked it, then it shows that the light in you was honored by the light in that art, and that is important. Preserving the light of creation. I stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can see that the swarms of the swarm of ravens suddenly begins to. They all take off. They start to flutter around the room above your heads, not in a harmful way, just sort of almost in a celebratory way. And then they fly out the shattered window. Do you think those ravens are more than they appear to be? Yes. I don't doubt it. Goodbye, cute little toots. How many Come times? back and tell us what you are and what mysteries you hold someday. Yeah. One of them will briefly land on the top of your uh, crescent staff, Strix. The one that I the one that I have to pick back up because the other one is was evil. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. I'm like, oh. Can I, give him a, can I give him a snack? Sure. He'll oh. take the snack and then he, he flies out the window with it. Does, it. does it look like Falcon? All ravens look alike. It, you know, Don't be falconist, birdist, <laughs> racist, whatever it's it is. Birdist, yeah. Uh, it, it very well could be. You don't know. Oh, Bye, Falcon! Um, but there's something, there's something kindred about it that uh, strikes you. It's certainly not your enemy. Oh. It will guide us to where we need to be. That's true. I mean, we're here, and they are here, so that's we a good thing. We're supposed slide. to be here. Wherever we are, that is where we're supposed to be in the Holy Light of Lathander. No, that really means nothing. It's a, yeah. <laughs> I, I, when he says that, I'm just like smiling. <laughs> um, it doesn't take you much longer just sort of scouting through the place to realize that the, the evil inside the winery has been eliminated. I, I don't hear anymore. Let's go, uh, let's go tell yeah. all the Mardikovs. Tell them everything's all right. When you go back outside, you see that all the plant creatures that had come out of the vineyard to surround the winery are now just all dead, planty corpses. Awesome. I'm so glad I didn't have to fireball the, <laughs> the wine. Yep. And uh, in fact, this, this would have been enough of an astonishing occurrence that the Mardikoff family has emerged from their copse of trees and are sort of waiting for you out in the open. Oh, good. We were just about to tr come find you guys. And uh, uh, the old man, Davian, steps up to you and he says, the, the droids, are they dead? <laughs> I oh, thought you said droids. <laughs> the droids, are they dead? <laughs> That's what the droids you were looking for. The, the, droids. Um, the droids. Any and all trace of Strahd's corruption here has been expunged. Your winery is back to yours. Well, he means is yes. He says, very good, thank you very much, but it is not the end of our woes, I'm afraid. The druids, before they invaded this place, they stole the magic gemstones that keep our vines alive. Oh, no. Son of a bitch. You and keep your vines alive with magic gemstones? The vines cannot grow here well at all. The magic helps them. They were buried in the earth, these gemstones, and the druids dug them up and took them. Do you have any idea their, where? Back to their horrible hill. Oh, where the tree is. 
I, I'm strict. It's just going to go, no, no, where the tree is. A place that lies to the south of here called Yester Hill. It is a forlorn place where the druids co- convene to do their horrible rituals. Well, that sounds like a place that needs a touch of light. Yes. Also, uh, Mr. Mardikov, they also poisoned your wine. So, uh, please. Curse them. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, but yeah, check check that it's not poisoned anymore. At least some of them might not be poisoned. He he looks at his uh, his sons, uh, Elvir and Adrian, and says, go, go check the fermentation vats now. Check them all thoroughly. And I'll don't s- drink it before you check it. Yeah. Um, he says... For all that you have done, for all that you still have left to do, I owe you my thanks. My family does. If you ever need wine, that's not poisoned. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe we have some left in our stores in the cellar, uh, but our our vines will die without those gemstones, and the people of Barovia will suffer for it. We'll find the gemstones. We don't need wine, but the people we need it. We need to. We should probably bring some wine to someone. The town's needed it so bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I take that back. Do you have maybe just a little bit that we could give Paulton or no? No, don't. Paulton <laughs> doesn't need it. The town's needed, do you? No, Strix, look at me. Paulton needs it. <laughs> Paulton's probably somewhere in the winery still, and you hear him say, "I'm okay." Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Any and all shipments that you can still do to help the people of Barovia do it. He'll come out. He'll come out with like six wine flasks, all sort of like wine skins, all tied to his like belt. Like slushing yeah, back and forth. Back and forth. We're checking those. Pulp, we're checking those. Careful. He probably found a bottle or two of the of the Wizards of Wine winery too, with fancy labels on it. Nice. I'm glad that you could go scavenging while we were fighting this evil. Yep. You hear clinking noises as the bottles in his. Uh, Backpack uh-huh. clank together, sloshing noises from the wineskin. Get the wine to the people, Mr. Mardikov. We have all the wine we need now, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Since you have read our winery of the druids, we can get a shipment together as quickly as possible. Please do. Excellent. These people need a little bit of happiness. I know the people of Kresk have been long waiting for some. Yes, they have waited too long. We'll find your gemstones. I again I think they're where the evil tree is. When I touched the staff, I went to where the evil tree was. I think it's there. You went somewhere? Yeah, I was gone, Evelyn. I wasn't even in the same place. Oh, so you weren't being mean to me. I knew <laughs> it. I knew we were friends. The uh, uh I knew you'd never want me to leave you and I hug her again. Uh uh um, Mart- uh, Martikoff's daughter, Stefania, will tell you that if you follow the path that leads uh, to the road, there is a branch uh, to the south. And if you take that branch, it will lead you through the woods to Yester Hill, where the druids are known to come Yester Hill. Uh, she tells you that there are many stories, old stories about the druids, that they have been in this valley even since before Strahd came. Uh, they are part of some sort of ancient tribe ancient human tribe of barbarians and druids who lived in the mountains and hunted here. Um, wild people. Um, they are not. They are human in form, but not human in nature. Do you think they could oppose Strahd? Uh, she says they they are worshippers of nature, and since Strahd controls the land and all of what happens here, they believe he's some sort of god. Well, that's not good. Always a power, aren't you? Scary vampire man. 
Yeah. Well, so there, whatever faith or religion they had has been so thoroughly corrupted by him that they are beyond redemption. Poor misguided souls living in the darkness. Indeed. Uh, what, time, what time is it, by the way? She's, she's telling you she's telling you this while breastfeeding her baby. By oh, God. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm, I, like, don't know where to look. <laughs> I, I think it's awesome. I'm, like, very comfortable with it. And, like, yeah. Yeah, very natural. The light, beautiful, yeah. <laughs> well, well, should we, we should time? go now. We oh, must no, we don't. What time? Is, what time of day is it? Uh, now it would probably be. Uh, let's see. It was morning when you came here. Uh, you haven't been here terribly long, so it's about lunchtime. But okay. uh, it's still gray skies, drizzly. It's not sunny in any way. Would uh, what do you want to be opposed to? Uh, actually, I'll speak to the Mardukovs. Would it be too opposing to uh, get... Oh, there she is breastfeeding again. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> would it be okay if uh, if we, if we you could uh, provide us room and board for just the night? So you we can stay here time? as often as as long as you want. I look at idea that he's kind of looking up, so I keep looking like to see <laughs> what he's looking at. I'm like, I, I'm, I go to Dieth. You see a flurry uh, of ravens in the sky overhead. Maybe he's looking at that. Dieth, we need to find uh, someone that can maybe get the curse from our friend away before we sleep anywhere because we'll probably have to lock her in a room and tie her to a bed and maybe put her to sleep and maybe hit her in the head. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot about that. Trap her in yeah. a fermentation vat. I'm yeah. just looking at the ravens. Huh. Yeah. Could we uh, get her so drunk on wine that she's just passed out the whole night? Ah. Uh, I mean, maybe. Is that, is that... Evelyn, you want to have a good time? <laughs> I'm always having a good time when I'm with you guys. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so before moving on, <clears throat> I actually <clears throat> realized what I had done earlier, and I want to fix that. Uh, I actually take out the pouches of all the coins that I had found earlier inside right. the binary. Yes. Uh, and... Present it and just take out one of the electric pieces with a uh, Strahd's face on it and just inquire about one of these coins. Okay. Uh, yes, the, uh, he says those Electrum coins were uh, minted in old Barovia, and that is Strahd's visage, uh, at least um, when he was uh, king. Right, okay. So... Are they not really used anymore, or still no? They're they're antiquated. Uh, they're still in circulation here because uh, everything is still in circulation here. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, with that, I don't need his money, and I return it to them. Oh, he's grateful. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Bardikoff, do you happen to know anywhere where maybe someone might be able to practice the art of uh, removing curses close by? Anyone you know of? And not ask, just asking for a friend. Uh, he, he tells you a couple things. One, um, east of here, sort of, um, uh, in the foothills of Mount Gakis, uh, there is an old witch. You might be told or tempted to go there thinking she could be of use in removing curses. You should avoid her at all costs. She uh -huh. lives in this, uh, abandoned village uh, that's sort of half sunk in a swamp. Um, and she is a terrible force of nature and an enemy of uh, the people. Um, but he says, if it is, uh, if you want sort of secrets of arcane lore, um, 
their tales told, if you follow the Solenka Pass up the mountainside and around the mountain, it will lead you to a place, a, an ancient temple where uh, powerful magics and ancient secrets were once held. It is a place known as the Amber Temple. Wait, haven't we heard that before? Yes, I have. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, it looks like. Uh, and there, and there, therein, you might find the secret to removing curse. But he says, "But I ask you, child, what curse do you speak of?" Hematosis. Uh, Rick <laughs> says that completely serious. <laughs> Uh, he does not know what that is. Good. <laughs> Roll deception. <laughs> so obviously, yes, DF, you do recall yes. um, what Madam Ava told you when she drawed that card to tell you where to find an old tome that could be useful in understanding and defeating Strahd. And she said, what you seek lies in a pile of treasure beyond a set of amber doors. Yep. I very vividly remember this. So uh, you can get uh, to reach Solenka Pass, you would go back out to the main road and head toward Valaki. Um, in fact, it's the road you went on to get from Valaki to Kresk. And oh. you actually remember a signpost pointing to Solenka Pass at one point, a road winding up the mountainside. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yep. Uh, so you, are, you are passingly familiar with it. Right. If we, if we can deal... Uh, if we can get those gems before nightfall, mm -hmm. we might be able to help the winery. That's how I feel. It's how swiftly can we arrive at the Yester Hills? Oh, um, for uh, the distance is, let me just quickly check here. It is about, now you're going through woods and stuff, but it's only about a mile south of the winery, so, of the vineyard. So really probably about, you can get there in an hour or two. So on top of Morning Glory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you were to ride there by horse, uh, you'd get there lickety And Valentina. Yep. Yep. Yes, that one's still alive. You'd get there in the early afternoon. Okay. If we can move swiftly enough, maybe we can take care of this before nightfall. Let's go! Uh, All right! <laughs> All right. Everybody mount up. Um, so you're taking uh, Morning Glory. Okay, so I guess we won't be able to uh, take a long rest or anything. Can we take a short rest? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so if you want to burn a couple hit dice or something to get all your hit points back, that yeah. would be I need to use some hit die. Yeah. yeah. We did get thundered. Yep. Each uh -oh. hit die you spend, you roll the die to see how many hit points you get back, and you add your constitution modifier. Yeah. I'll use two. Uh, I'll use three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. no, not these dice. Crap. All right. I, I, I'll use three. I got some more things. Yeah, I got six. Okay. Right. Just so that I feel a little bit better. All right. I'm back up to full. I used two. All right. Great. Um, so with Evelyn riding Morning Glory and uh, I guess Diath and Strix probably riding on um, Valentina. Yes. Uh, Paulton can pr probably share a ride with uh, if, with Evelyn if that's okay. 
Of course it is. <laughs> I urge him to hop up on a All right. morning first time, first time he tries, he has some problems. You can see he's a little tipsy. I kind of help him. I All like, right. I offer him like my knee to step up on. He mumbles something incomprehensible, but you pull him up behind you and he just sort of reeks of wine. <laughs> Sounds like you got a real good centering rest while we were busy fighting. That's good. It's good yeah. for your mental health. And I just start like, I talked to him the whole time. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you need to take that time to just find that light inside of you and make sure it's burning bright. And it is not selfish of you to spend that time alone when you need it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally one-sided conversation. The trail through the thick woods leads to a hill covered with dead grass and cairns of black rock. Dark, ominous clouds gather high above and a single bolt of lightning strikes the hilltop. West of the hill, yeah. West of the barren hill, the land, the woods, and the sky vanish before a towering wall of fog. It feels like you've reached the edge of Strahd's domain. In a good way? This is the place I saw when the staff took me here. So it it should be a big scary tree. With an axe in it, which I'm guessing you'll want to use, Evelyn, just saying. This is not a small hill. This is, hill is actually pretty immense. And the, the cairns that you see around the hillside are, uh, there could be dozens, if not hundreds. Um, and oh, here, gosh. The, there is the hill. The, uh, the wicker man there still? Uh, actually, uh, from this point of view, you can, um, on the hilltop, see a tall wicker statue. I don't know why, but in the middle of this place, there's a wicker statue of our good vampire friend, Strahd. And I'm Ooh. not sure why. I mean, That maybe sounds like something we should burn. I agree with you for once. Good. But uh, how will that help us get the gems back? I'm not sure. We have to find the gems. I think yeah. maybe they're just two separate tasks, and that's fine. We just we burn the wicker thing, and we get the gems back. Take okay. care of the druids first. That's that's a good idea, DF. Let's do that. All right. More importantly, find wherever the druids are. Mm. First things first. I like that attitude. One step at a time. Okay. Uh, there's no signs of life on the hill as far as you can see. The... Uh, uh, where the ancient people are buried, uh, sort of form rings around the hillside. Um, but there is a path leading straight up to the top, and it is easy for the horses to navigate if you wish to take them that far. We do. Okay. Right, we'll take them. You walk up the hillside with the horses, passing these silent cairns. There's still no sign of anybody. When you the get eyes to are top, constantly scanning all around us. Yes. Um, fortunately, it's it's very hard for anything to surprise you up here because there's not much for people to hide. They could hide behind the cairns, but it's hard. Um, atop the hill, you see a wide ring of black boulders and smaller rocks that collectively form a makeshift wall enclosing a field of dead grass. Uh, the path continues through a gap in this ring, so you can actually ride the horses into the, the, the ring if you want to. Um, lightning strikes the edge of the ring from time to time, illuminating the ghastly 50-foot-tall statue of twigs and packed black earth. Um, and it's very clear to you, Evelyn and Diath, that Strix is right. This is a crude representation of the vampire Strahd. It looks vaguely like a cloaked vampire. It's even got big wooden fangs. Now, I remember in this area that I was uh, sucked underground by a bunch of vines. 
So, uh, I'm gonna. You see that the the field around the statue is bare, and there's nobody up here. I just have a thought. What if we were to set the statue on fire to use as a diversion to create chaos to then deal with the druids and find the the jewels? I'm more concerned that burning a giant visage of Strahd <laughs> could call Strahd. <laughs> That's a good point, Diaz. That's why we do. How are you so smart? You are very wise. How come? How come you think of these smart things? <laughs> Someone's gotta. I mean, it would just never occur to me that something that would be so beautiful would call something so ugly. I mean, you're beautiful too, Mister Strahd. Ew. You're just calling that out. I mean, when Evelyn says it, I say it. Yep. What? All right. Don't insult him. He's probably now, listening. Look, it's yeah. 50 feet tall. You guys Strahd, are just... Strahd, Strahd, Strahd. Stop! <laughs> You've come to uh, the outside of the ring and just sort of stopped there. Uh, and you can, like I said, you can tell there doesn't seem to be anybody in the ring unless they're really cleverly hidden or behind, hidden behind the statue, maybe. Uh, or underground. When you look out toward the west, toward the wall of fog, you see a white fortress on a hill above a great city. The city appears quite distant, maybe a mile away. The fog obscures all detail, but you can hear what sounds like the echo of a church bell. In the fog? In the fog, like this big wall of fog uh, to one side of you at the bottom of the hill, which sort of forms the edge of Strahd's domain. You can actually look into it and see this foggy castle and city and hear a distant church bell. But like I said, it's very, very far away. That looks very nice and welcoming and clean and beautiful. And not cursed. We have no idea what this place is. Well, it would probably be nice to go there instead of being here. It almost looks like it's made of the fog. That's I'm not going in there. Like it's like it's baiting you or showing you something. Painting. Maybe the fog is painting a picture of something. Is it home? Can I, can I try and discern if it's recognizable at all? Sure. Um, just make a perception check. All right. Sweet. I got and any, any of you can make that if you want. Okay. Uh, so 20. I rolled 18. So. Okay. I never roll well on perception, ever. Ever. I mean, it's fitting. <laughs> I think so. I roll 20, five. 23. Uh, with your great rolls, uh, Strix and Diath, uh, you're able to, as you look at the, the castle and the city, discern... Uh, that it's sort of lit in a beautiful way, almost like morning twilight is hitting the tops of its towers, giving them a golden hue. But they are, in fact, all made out of the fog. Uh, it is an effigy, a false image, almost like a mirage set deep into the mist, uh, depicting this castle. You can see it has uh, turrets and two great spires with a bridge connecting them. Um, it is a romantic image, to be sure, but nothing you have ever seen before and no place that's recognizable to you. It's not real, Evelyn. It's fake. The fog. It's the fog. Well, I'm sorry. Or the fog is trying to show us something. Yeah. 
but it, it's it's clearly not a real place, but a, a fog spawned illusion. I think my vision is going. I just never see what it is you guys see at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you see through the rose colored glasses of Lathander. Yeah. All praise and glory be to him. There it is. Yes. This is, this is one of two things. Either I'm guessing what this place once was or some place wherever this fog wants us to go. And if it's somewhere here in Strahd's domain and it looks that nice, something tells me that's going to be Strahd himself. Maybe it was that nice. Yeah, that's also true. Mm. Or we've got poopy dupered all over. Mm. Does it look like the druids maybe protecting or projecting this image? Like, is it part of their kind of domain here? No, it seems separate from that. This this hill is sort of miserable and desolate. That mm. place is majestic, wondrous, almost sublime. Hmm. Could it be possibly that we're here on this hill that's causing this? We're, we're on like this, I mean, stone circles are pretty magical places in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they? Should we check out yeah, the Yeah, I can do that. Is there anything we need to know about that? There's another rumble of thunder from the dark clouds overhead and a, a bolt of lightning strikes the circle, not particularly close to you, sort of on the far side. Um, it doesn't seem to do anything to the circle. It's just kind of like a weird, like momentary shock to you. That's a weird coincidence. It's not the first one that's done that. Totally um, coincidental. Both were. <laughs> well, I don't want to set this thing on fire anymore because I think you're right, Dia. It might uh, incite the anger of someone we don't want. Oh, no, I still want to set it on fire. Just not till we're done. I'm ready to you leave. mean done as in dead? No, as, as in we're ready to leave this place. Look, this is a... This is a giant thing made to Strahd. Someone made it to show their appreciation to Strahd or whatever. Someone made it and there's no one around here. Right. And I want to destroy it and burn it. So when other people see it, they can see that there's someone rising up against Strahd and to show Strahd that we're not afraid of him. But we can burn it on our way out is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Well, let's go find the jewels so we can get to the Bernie Bernie part. Yeah, that's the fun part. That's our right. reward. Mm-hmm. Helping people? No, it's going to be burning this thing. You don't see any evidence of the jewel anywhere. You don't, I mean, you haven't seen anything. By the way, you probably would have gotten a description of it from uh, oh, sure. the Martikoffs. Uh, it is basically a fist. You're looking for a fist-sized green gem. Actually, there are three of them missing. Oh, okay. The same, all fist-sized green gems? Yeah. Okay, no problem. Is, the tree, the tree, is the tree around in this area? Or was I... Like- no, you'd have to either skirt around the circle and continue on the far side or cut through the circle and continue on to the far side. Definitely skirt around the circle around. see if you can find the tree. Go around, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. around. Okay. You said there's uh, the tree, Strix, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, the tree <laughs> is, I believe, where all of the evilness is coming from. Then we'll carefully skirt the outside. Uh, you carefully uh, take the horses around the outside of the circle. When you come around uh, to the far side, you see a short path that connects uh, the broken ring to a grove um, in which you see several stunted, spindly, leafless shrubs surrounding a, uh, a dead, a huge dead misshapen tree at its core. Uh, 
and you can see blood oozing like sap from its twisted trunk. Um, embedded in the tree, all of you now can see, is what appears to be a battle axe beneath which lies a humanoid skeleton. Mm. Mm. Um. Someone didn't, didn't have a good day. Mm -hmm. I go examine it closer. On horseback or on foot? I jump off horseback. Okay. Uh, Paulton will stay on the back of Morning Glory, holding on for dear life because he's drunk. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, be careful, Evelyn. It's an evil tree. Uh, Evelyn, you ca you cautiously walk over, um, sort of stepping on dead twigs and things and, and dead crunchy grass, making your way around these small shrubs and stuff to get a better look at things. And you can see that the handle of the battle axe is carved with leaves and vines. Um, it's so it's it's fairly ornate um, and it's deeply embedded in the tree like somebody really tried to take a good whack at this tree um, maybe yeah. that somebody is lying at the bottom of the skeletal <laughs> corpse you don't know oh gosh um i like this axe it it looks like something that i would like to use it yes. speaks to me in terms of beauty yes. really you sure we shouldn't chop up that axe with your other axe no <laughs> no this is a i like your thinking dia uh, I don't know if there's leaves and stuff on it. That seems pretty druidic. I mean, I guess that's true, but it also just seems like the beauty of nature to me. I'm going to walk up next to Evelyn and examine the, the, the corpse and see if my my large knowledge of, uh, of corpse finding can tell me anything about how this guy died. I was trying to see if I had prepared detect magic, but I haven't. Uh, the skeleton lying at the base of the tree appears to be all that remains of a human. Um, it's not altogether clear because he's been reduced to skeletal remains how he died. You don't see any broken bones or anything that would suggest he suffered something like he got smashed to a pulp or his head was caved in or anything like that. Um, he just seems to have dropped dead uh, and he slumped up against the side of the tree. Uh, now you do also notice that he's wearing tattered leather. It's wearing tattered leather armor that doesn't look salvageable. There's no indication on how... No, he could have, for all, for all intents and purposes, he could have died of a heart attack. So he's, nothing is broken, which means I am just guessing it could be magic. So please, Evelyn, do not touch the axe until we know what's going on. Not even to chop it? DS said also, I should chop it. Why don't you, uh, why don't you do some of that uh, godly evil detection thing that you do, Evelyn? I, well, it looks pretty evil to me. I was more concerned whether it was magic. Well, it's definitely, I mean, it looks magic to me, but I can... Uh, I can do my best to discern what what magic is going on. That'd be great. Oh, you mean the axe itself? I could determine whether the axe is evil. That would be good. Yeah. I'll detect evil on the axe. You're not picking up anything, but you are sensing that the tree itself is a lingering source of evil. Mm. Anything else around while I'm at it? Skeleton. Well. There's there's just you know, there's just a sort of a palpable evil feeling about this whole place. Okay, I think that there's nothing evil about this uh, this axe, so maybe I can have it. If you want to try, I'm going to back up slowly. And check out the you said you were going to check out whether it was magic. Um, oh, yeah, yes, go ahead. I can do that. You got a detect magic spell or a? No, I was going to do just arcane. arcane. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I one uh, fourteen. Uh, 14 is not, uh, you don't get a sense whether or not the uh, axe is magical, but you do get a sense that, uh, um, 
uh, it is, it was uh, crafted maybe by elves. Oh. Interesting. All right. I, this is, this is an elven ask, ask, (laughs) (laughs) axe, Evelyn. So, I mean, it's definitely a high quality axe. Yeah. My elves, which is also strange. Uh, you're also able to, you, you, and if it is elven made, it, it might, it, there's a good chance it's magical. Right. Is there anything we can tell about the fact, like, it's embedded in the tree, the tree's bleeding. Can we perceive at all whether it seems to be causing the tree any distress? You don't have any clues to indicate that it's causing any distress to the tree. Hmm. Uh, it's it's been it's been in the tree for so long too that you know how things become a little bit overgrown like yeah grown it, it seems to kind of have that element to it. So it's, it's not just like wedged in there. It's actually make like- an insight check, uh, Anna. Um, fifteen. You think that this adventurer, whoever he was or she was, came here, tried to hack down the tree, and died. Hmm. I think that this person tried to hack down this tree. <laughs> And died. That's what it looks like. But this maybe, is a really nice axe. Very astute, Evelyn. Maybe if you, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you take it, anything will happen. Just don't try and hack the tree. Look, if you want it, I won't stop you. But you need to be prepared at a moment's notice to drop it and destroy it. Well, or, you, you said it didn't seem to be very magical or anything, right, Strix? I she mean, it's a tell. She couldn't yeah, tell. I couldn't, oh. But based on its quality of craftsmanship and the fact that it's elven make, there's a chance. Uh, I kind of like poke at it first with my axe, like try to like wiggle it and see if it like comes, you know. It's in there tight. Do I perceive that I could even get it out if I like grabbed it with both hands and yanked? Uh, You believe you could. It, it It would take a bit of strength and effort, but there's, you have no reason to believe you could not do it. I hand I hand uh, Lightfall to Diaz, and I'm like, no, it's if, it, if it possesses me or anything, just choppy choppy the handle, disconnect it, I'll be fine. Oh, tough frick to even do yeah. this. You'll be fine. You could God, do it. This is terrible. You've been working out. It's I'll great. just like hold the whole the other side, and we're both just like, eh. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I like, <sighs> and I just grab it. And that's where we'll stop for tonight. Oh no. <laughs> He always gets us. <laughs> Yay. Good job, guys. I like the image of me handing Lightfall to DF and him being like, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this tiny little like, deet, 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 and then so glad. Sort of, like, wobbling around. Yeah. Holding. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, I hate this. Yeah. So Anna, we ran a little bit long. Um, and oh, I it's fine you on your next game so we got about five minutes here to wrap up before the hour but i did want to say that uh, we've got a new acquisitions incorporated um episode of the series releasing tomorrow so tune in for that um what do we got we got pax west coming up and we're going to be doing a live game there that will be the culmination of not only uh the acquisitions Ink story, but the conclusion of the Force Gray Giant Hunter story, which premiered yesterday, and we'll uh, we'll see future episodes in the coming weeks, uh, releasing on Mondays. And it was just announced that we will yes. be doing a live episode of Dice Camera Action at TwitchCon 2016 in yes. San Diego on uh, September 30th through October 2nd. Some you know somewhere yeah. on there. 
That's yeah. my job. Our, Don't worry about it. Our panels on the October 1st. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, that whole weekend at TwitchCon, we're going to be there. Yes. San Diego, TwitchCon. Come see live, live, live Waffle Crew craziness. I'm excited. Maybe, maybe we should give out waffles. Maybe we should have a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> All snacks in my robe. Like Unless they're frozen waffles, the <laughs> fire marshals are going to get us on that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can have yeah. coasters shaped like waffles or something. There we go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, yeah, any yeah. other big any other big news? Well, what's what's bigger than that? I mean, yeah, that's, that's my biggest news, and also that we're doing a misclicks game right after this on www.twitch.tv/slash m-i-s-s-c-l-i-k-s second edition homebrew game continuing right after this yes yay uh, so rest room breaks for everybody and re- uh, come back next week and see what happens with this evil tree it'll probably be bad yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> <It's huge. laughs> and and more bad. puppet show shenanigans i hope yay oh man i might make another one but i i don't know what to make okay you guys can tell me <laughs> <laughs> werewolf evie Oh, that'd be cute. <laughs> yeah, we're Palm Evie. Oh. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at diceCameraAction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Thank you.